If this is your first episode of Earth Day 94, this is the best podcast for MCU and everything that it kind of goes along with it that you're going to listen to today. But basically, I'm talking to the best person in the multiverse, the best co-host around, the most patient person around, so patient he could have easily withstand another 70 years under the ice and still be okay to wait for that special dance, Louis Tonnerini. Yeah, back in college, they called me Charlord. That's my favorite type of Pokemon. You're just saying that because it sounds like Charizard, and it, it, no, it's T'Challa and Starlord. Charlord! No, don't do that. <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? Oh, today was poopy, so. Poopy? Yeah. Well, that's not cool. I mean, depends on who you talk to. But it was all right, whatever. I'm, I'm okay. I made it through it. Now we're we're going to talk some what if episode two talks talk some marvel stuff talk some uh talk some stuff it's gonna be fun let's do it man let's do it so we always like to open up one thing uh here and there but i know we got a little bit of news that's actually pretty cool that we're gonna talk about today we had a trailer actually drop for eternals there is some other stuff that's kind of funny about spider-man i'll talk about here in my own personal experience but before we get to that we like to kick off every episode with a little icebreaker ice warmer, whatever you want to call it, MCU for you. This is where Louie and I kind of talk about our past week's adventure since we last recorded, about what's just been, you know, marvelous, what's been heroic, what's just been awesome regarding the MCU or Marvel in general since we last recorded. So, Louie, I will throw it to you, but uh, are you feeling going first? MCU for you, man. I want to know what's up. Or do you want me to do it? No, I can go first. Heck That's yeah. That's fine. I was going to make you do it. Last week's episode, if you recall, I started um, Doctor Strange while I was stuck at a train on my way to work. Oh, yeah. But I didn't make it very far. So on this week's episode, I got to the point where he is, he blames his hands. I can't do it because of my hands. Mm-hmm. And then she brings out that guy with that doesn't have a hand. Mm-hmm. He makes a perfect portal. And then I stopped watching because I had to start doing laundry. But wow, yeah. So uh, I think that's my new. Uh, if I'm not doing anything, turn on uh, Doctor Strange. It's my new movie. Other than that, I would like to say that I did more Marvel stuff, but uh, really can't think of much of anything. I just watched so much Hot Ones on YouTube. So I guess like. I watched the Idris Elba episode, and he was Heimdall, so he doesn't mm. talk about Heimdall at all. But I Is did really watch not? that. Not in that episode. It's kind of interesting. He talks more about uh, Hobbs and Shaw because that's the yeah the movie that was getting ready to release when he was eating said hot wings. Oh, gotcha. I see now. Interesting. And I watched one today with Dominic Cooper, who plays uh, young Howard Stark. Hmm. Who do you like better as Howard Stark on film? Young Stark or older Stark? Um, For Howard. Probably like a younger Stark better. Older That's Stark's just kind of a, a dad, you know? Younger yeah. Stark wasn't a dad yet. So the older one is just like, Tony, when are you going to get your life together? Now get in the car. We're going to go kill your mother, you know? <laughs> But younger one is like, I'm going to bone everybody. Waka waka. Here we go. I know. There's like totally different people. It's kind of weird. They're literally two different people. Yeah. Because, you know, as I'm watching through Agent Carter, What If, First Avenger, everything, you know, that version of Howard I love because it's so reminiscent of, uh, you can kind of see where Tony's personality stems from. But when it's older, it's like, what the hell happened that made you so boring? Yeah. Dominic Cooper is British, so I was watching him eat hot wings, being very British. And then, like, on the first episode of What If, he's like, yeah, we're going to the... I spent a weekend in the Rock'em Sock'em with the, with the girl, but she didn't teach me how to speak German. Yeah. What are you doing, man? Why are you talking like the news... Like the news is spinning around on the, uh, on the screen. 1942, the Russians have now invaded Poland or something. <laughs> A lesser comedian would have milked that for two more verses. Yeah. A better comedian wouldn't have done it at all. However, 
Mr. Devin, what was MCU for you? Hey, I'm excited for this. I finally uploaded those uh, little QR code thing from the Five Gum for Avengers, the video game. Yes. You know what? You get to do it 16 times. And all I got was some stupid call signs, like little player tag things, just like I predicted. But you know what? I bet if you actually want cooler stuff, you literally have to, like, it's almost unlocking tiers. So I had to do probably, like, five more, and then I get maybe an actual, like, outfit for a hero, and then all the way at 16, maybe it's, like, something legendary. So you know how many packs of gum I'd have to buy? 15 more, to be exact. I don't care to buy 15 more packs of gum. I don't chew gum. I'm just going to send you so much five gum in the mail. Just like a big Sam's Club package of five gum. And as it's long not as I gonna, have the QR it's, code. It's not going to be Avengers. And you're gonna be like, what am I going to do with all this gum? It's going to be Halo <laughs> or Call of Duty. Two games I definitely do not play. I don't I'm just going to look games. at it and sigh. But yeah, so I finally uh, started playing the game again. And, you know, those levels, are they're huge. But you can go through each level in like five minutes. It's written, it's insane. But they had, uh, you know, it was yesterday or Tuesday. I think it was yesterday. Coinciding with uh, T'Challa, uh, T'Challa as Star-Lord What If episode, they uh, had the new uh, War for Wakanda DLC drop in uh, the Avengers video game. So it looks pretty cool. I'm not going to lie, but... Um, I'm still like 20% in the actual first campaign and I have to play everything in order. So I'm not going to be just diving into it anytime soon. I don't even know if I can, but you know, it's just kind of, it's just kind of funny. But aside from that, that's what I wanted to highlight. Those are pretty good highlights. Neither of us watched any uh, Marvel movies other than the uh, small amount of Dr. Strange that I watched. I watched some interviews here and there just because I like that stuff. I'm the person who kind of always needs something new to digest. Like, I love watching the stuff I love, you know, just going back and watching the movies and everything. But what keeps me entertained, and I think it's partially through, like, my ADHD and everything, is I always need something that's, like, like I said, some sort of, like, new form of content that I haven't seen before to keep me engaged. Did you just say new form from Miles Morales? <laughs> Ooh. I did not even see that. You remember? Did not see that coming. Remember they need the new form? Or, uh... The Tinkerer's brother created new form. We're getting off topic. It doesn't I haven't matter. played that game in a while. I need to. All right, Louie. Let's talk a little bit about this news before we talk about this episode. Because I know you and I are, uh, I think, feeling... No, we'll go. No, you got to stay. You got to stay to listen to the episode or skip ahead. I don't know. Because we're going to talk about it a little bit. But uh, yeah, let's talk about some news. Because there's some cool stuff that's actually been announced. Yeah, we finally got a No Way Home trailer. News or footage. Marvel News. Why don't we kick that off with the news today, actually? Because this is an article that I know everyone is dying to hear and read about. And thank you, comicbook.com, for the hard-hitting, pressing articles and literature and journalism that floods, not in the good sense, the internet. I should have said interweb. Is Is there a good sense of flooding? You know, sometimes when you're posting good stuff and not a bunch of junk it's okay but so what did comic book comicbook.com what did they say (laughs) so i was laughing because this is legitimately the headline say it like young howard stark (laughs) okay i'm just just kidding you don't know no i'm I'm doing it i gotta do it (laughs) give me a second get a uh, a spinny guy here (laughs) 1942 Marvel Studios' Kevin Feige guarantees Spider-Man No Way Home trailer will be released before the film. <laughs> I don't know if you're laughing at my poor impersonation or by the headline. No, you made him sound like he was like an angry New Yorker or whatever. But uh, yeah, that's a funny headline. Yeah, Marvel Studios' Kevin Feige guarantees Spider-Man No Way Home trailer will be released before the film. Well, at least they're not going to release it after the film. And this is stupid. This is so effing stupid because you know what? The grass is still green and the sky is still blue. In other words, there'll be a film before Spider-Man 2 plus 1. You mean Uh, a a trailer? Yes. What did I say? You said a film. Damn. (laughs) 
That's hilarious. Uh, anyways, yeah. So, thank you, comicbook.com. What's the, what's what does this say here? Shang Chi is coming out. The Eternals trailer just came out, but yes, on December seventeenth, we have the third in our homecoming trilogy with Sony and John Watts and with Tom Holland. Baggy explained, "I can only guarantee there will be a trailer before the movie comes out." You know, if you had like. 10 seconds to ask Kevin Feige a question on the red carpet for like a movie or whatever. How big's your dong? That would be a better question than this. Cause honestly, when are we going to get toxin? When are we getting Wolverine? Yeah, but that's an actual question. Who even knows who toxin is? Let's be real. Do you know who toxin is? Yes. Do I know who toxin is? Probably. No, you don't. (laughs) <laughs> no, I do. It's a it's a symbiote. You're a Spider-Man fan. I would assume you know who Toxin is. You know, I used to have this ar- uh, this argument with one of my friends because one of the first trailers for Venom, they said symbiote instead of symbiote. Oh, the worst. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Because they corrected it in like the second or third trailer and we kept on arguing on what was correct and everything. And it was symbiote. It was basically the Mandela effect. Stop it, Jenny Slate. It's symbiote. So, yeah, that's uh, that's great. But let's talk about something else that was kind of funny. So there was an interview with Owen Wilson uh, recently where he talked about how he got this text message after accidentally spoiling that his character Mobius had a mustache on the show. This is before Loki came out and everything and promo art, everything, images, all the marketing material that goes with it. But uh, his quote is pretty funny because, or his quote is pretty funny because he, uh, he said in an interview, I let it slip. I had a mustache for Mobius, he began. I got an ominous text saying, strike one. I don't know who that was. We think it might have been Kevin Feige using a burner phone, but that wasn't confirmed. So when I read that, I don't know if he's being serious, but I think it's hilarious. It literally just, can you imagine when you work for one of the biggest studios out there in cinema today and how they try to keep so much under wraps that literally you Spoiling something as silly as like, oh yeah, my character has a mustache. You had a text from a random number just saying, strike one. <laughs> Pretty funny. Probably wasn't even anybody from uh, Marvel. Somebody messing with him. Yeah, it's... What if it was Tom Hiddleston? Oh, that would that would be a thing. But what if it's actually Kevin Feige? Like secretly on the side, Kevin Feige is literally just like a hitman. It was Jonathan. Actors in the back. It was Jonathan Majors. <laughs> That's funny. Oh boy! So I thought he's, that was funny. He's got to keep the sacred timeline, and Owen Wilson revealing the mustache is messing that up. All right, I know you want to get to the meat and potatoes of the uh, the news world. I'm sure. Do you have any other news before you you talk about your trailer? Two things. One's a warning. It's not a thing. Bad. Should I cover my ears? No. 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 Uh, so yeah, the Eternals trailer came out today that shows a little bit more story and I'm not going to talk much about it because Louis trying to preserve himself for that, uh, special, uh, someone, I mean that special film, but uh, he's got the headphones off anyways. It's really cool. Check it out. If you're interested, Chloe Zhao is going to knock it out of the park. Can you put your headphones back on? You can't hear me. I'm just going to give him the thumbs up. I just wanted to say, I think Chloe Zhao. I think it's pronounced her last name, Zhao. I think after seeing her cinematography in the trailer that she could potentially do some crazy good stuff in the MCU by actually directing a, uh, an Avengers film. If she can pull off Eternals, where it's a, you know, a number of different characters and stories and all like that, and do an epic team-up film, I think she could be uh, taking it over instead of like doing the Russos. Bold. That's exactly why I wanted you to put your headphones on. I think they should use Michael Bay. Comicbook.com reports Megan Fox entering the MCU? Question mark. What if? She's going to be Squirrel Girl. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I see her being. If they're actually cast her as someone, I feel like it'd be Electra. There's already an Electra. Watch, watch Daredevil, Devin. Oh, yeah, MCU for me. I'm uh, three episodes into Daredevil. Yeah, watch more of it. She doesn't I'm, come in I'm, until season two. I'm doing, I don't it. Think. I'm doing it. I'm doing that between that and extended cut of Lord of the Rings. Also, season two of Daredevil 
The Punisher, anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? John Burnful? I'm I'm gonna get there and I promise we'll talk about it. We'll do a we should do like a Netflix review episode one day. Yeah, you, you have so much to watch. You we'll we'll never be able to do that. <laughs> Anyways, there's a couple last things I want to wrap up here. One of the things I talked about with that uh warning is just that Shang Chi came out for the um uh like what's the word? Hi how did I forget the word? Came out for the ages. What is it when it's like a debut? Opening night, red carpet. What's that called? Premiere. God damn. Thank you. Um, so the premiere was this past week, and so far critics are saying great things about it. But uh Disney decided and Marvel decided to do uh like a press release that was already open to uh, like the public too yesterday. So it's a couple weeks before release. So just be careful because they already lifted the uh, like spoiler ban on there. So if you see any like random posts on Shang-Chi or any hashtags, proceed with caution because all the spoilers are already out there. So be warned. Isn't it Shang-Chi? I think it is Shang-Chi, actually. That's why I'm excited to see the movie. But, you know, in the actual trailers, they never actually say Shang-Chi. Shout out to another Marvel podcast that I am familiar with. They don't know how to say it. And they actually posted a video of him explaining to Aquafina how to say it. And I think it's Shang-Chi. It's pretty cool. Uh, we are, we are Marvel pod. They, they're the ones that I saw that on. Last couple things here. Dominique Thorne's Riri Williams is to debut in Black Panther Wakanda forever. So be excited for looking that out. Cause uh, the quote says, we're shooting Black Panther Wakanda forever right now, and the character of Riri Williams will uh, you will meet in Black Panther 2 first, says Feige. And then uh, they'll start shooting uh, Ironheart series and all that, but also, speaking of series, I saw a little uh, leaky leaky, not even a leak, but basically the person who worked on uh, Secret Wars in the comics, he told them that, uh, he reported to like someone that's saying, Marvel actually approached him to do a Secret Wars movie for the rights. So I think Secret Wars might be the next big Avengers film in the next maybe five years or so. Aren't they doing a Secret Wars TV show? That's Secret Invasion. Oh. You know, I do you know the difference I'm... between the two? Um, yes. I'm a Marvel super fan. So I do know the difference, Devin, between Secret Wars and Secret Invasion. But can you actually classify the difference between what happened in Secret Wars versus Secret Invasion with the scrolls and with the actual universe? Yes, I can. Oh, sweet. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about What If. So What If Episode 2, guys. But in a multiverse of infinite possibility... Is your destiny determined by your nature? Or by the nature of your world? We got to Charlord. We got to Charlord. We don't have we to make call that a, that. We should make that a shirt. Think anyone would buy it? Uh no. But I uh I <laughs> I still love you, Devin. I still love doing the podcast with you. I would wear a Charlord shirt. Except, yeah. except if you give him orange wings and make him Charizard, I am not going to wear it. No, I'm not doing that. I wouldn't do that. It'd be like a king uh, crown or something. Crown for a king. Um, Episode two was better than episode one? Better, yeah. Is that, is that, uh, is that wrong? Am I wrong when I say that? I don't think so. Was it longer? It felt a lot longer. By one minute. See, it felt a lot longer. Maybe I was just more interested in it. I think it's because the pacing was actually a little bit better. It was still fast, but it wasn't as super rushed as uh, Agent Carter was, or Captain Carter was, excuse me. Yeah. Um, I don't like that they like released what each episode's going to be. I'd rather be more... Uh, in the dark, and now we know what 
like the schedule is, which is lame. Yeah, because they're pretty much setting up for all these episodes to kind of connect to be the Guardians of the Multiverse. Well, we kind of got a uh, cliffhanger at the end of this episode without getting too ahead of myself. That was kind of cool, actually. But, um, what was I going to say? King T'Chaka. I think Tink, I think King T'Chaka's got the coolest outfit. He wears the flag and everything. Like, yeah, he looks freaking sick, man. It is pretty cool. All that regalia. You know, Black Panthers is cool. Don't get me wrong, but like, with the flag and all the all the cool African stuff on his on his costume. On his man knows suit. how to look good. Yeah, pretty sick. Um, all of a sudden, T'Challa's like an explorer, you know, wants to like be free. I I didn't like how they got to where they got like the what if question, you know, like, do you mean how it actually kicked off as him getting abducted like, by the ravagers? Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't like the Yondu got the mission and then he just said, eh, these guys can do it. And then just handed it off. I didn't like that because mm-hmm. that's just, seems like a that seems like lazy writing b that seems like lazy yondu like come on now it's kind of hard to argue with it though because it's like when you're talking about infinite infinite uh versions of a timeline right i mean you can argue that well yeah because in this alternate reality he's lazy so you can kind of defend it like oh yeah it's just because this is an alternate reality right infinite possibilities one reason could literally be like he's like uh maybe he has a I don't know a hot date and just told someone else to go do it. That could be another version of what if, right? So it just kind of gets a little muddy there, but I mean the whole reason he took Chica- uh yeah, like you said T'Challa was because someone else did it. Just thought they got the right kid and they realized they were wrong. And I was like, "Yeah, whatever. Want to be want to be a ravager?" Yeah, another thing that I had an issue with was the ravagers. Because there's so many good ones, like obviously, face face. obviously I don't know their names, but like Cheddar Bob from Eight Mile, he was a uh, a ravager. Mm-hmm. Outside Dave from New Girl is a ravager, and they just said not in this. We're getting freaking Craglin, freaking uh, Taserface, and freaking Thanos, man. Come on, that was the biggest surprise to me this whole episode. I did not see that coming. Josh Brolin being Thanos again. I'm glad they actually brought him back for this because they didn't have like, you know, Dave Batista and everything for Drax. Sounded exactly like Drax. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that big a role anyways. It was more like a cameo. But honestly, yeah, that that Thanos variation was pretty cool. What was your thought on it? Um, Like how they portrayed him and everything. I... Silly cartoon, I guess. Yeah. Uh, like, you just took the biggest bad that the MCU's had and then just been like, well, if he talked to T'Challa a little bit, maybe uh, he would have changed his whole mind. That's the only thing I thought was a little kind of... Uh, I don't know about all that, man. And then, like, he still obviously wants to do it because he's walking around and he's like, well, it's random, so it's not genocide. They're like, no, you're, you're a genocidal guy. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I changed my mind, but I mean, my ways and all that, but uh, I'm not wrong, am I? Because he had that like, like devilish smirk on his uh face every time he talked about it. It's like, it would have been effective. Would have been no, it's okay. It would have been at random, but literally, yeah, just oh yeah, the child just talked to me. I get it now. Yeah. No. I also wasn't wild about blonde Nebula. I kind of dug it. It was. Go ahead. (laughs) Have you ever seen the old um, music videos that are like anime style for uh, Daft Punk, like one more time and everything? One more time. I have not. Well, basically, I kind of wonder if that version of Nebula with the blonde hair is almost like a kind of like a callback. If you uh, check it out after this episode, just look at the music video for that song uh, one more time. And you'll see that everyone is blue. And I'm pretty sure the keyboardist or one of the girls in the music video has 
you know, all blue skin and like the blonde hair, very similar to the Nebula. So I got done thinking of Daft Punk the entire song. Every time, every time she showed up on the screen. We're gonna celebrate. Oh yeah. That song is so good. Sponsor Earth Eight Nine Four Daft One Punk. More time. They broke up. It doesn't matter. We can be the new Daft Punk, Devin. You and I. We're the Earth, we're the Earth Eight Nine Four version of Daft Punk, dude. <laughs> to be fair, we're the Earth Eight Nine Four version of everybody. <laughs> Damn. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanos. Uh, Thanos. Nebula. Uh, we got a Drax cameo. We got some Cosmo the Space Dog. Yeah, that was kind of cool. He didn't show his powers or anything, but he gave T'Challa a good old lick on the face. What was kind of funny, too, is like, what I wonder is how do they actually like feed and use a bathroom and everything if you're in the, the collector's collection? Because Howard the Duck had like a martini the whole time inside his little uh, casement. Like, maybe, how, how does he refill it? Maybe the pink chick brings him stuff. That's what I figured, but also, like, but still, how do they use the bathroom? Maybe the pink chick brings them a bucket. That's you, a lot you, of buckets. You dig way, way more into this than I'm sorry, I, ever I would. It's, it's just, a, no, I, I, it's okay. I'm it's also, I'm also stalling so I can remember somebody's name. Karath. Yeah. Karath Digi- was Digimon Hanso. Digimon. Digital Monsters Digimon. I think his name's Jimon or something like that. But I don't know, but he's awesome and never backed down. I've never seen that. Oh, boy. That's like Alyssa's favorite movie. Yeah, I don't know what that is, to be honest with you. Is that an MCU property? Never backed down? Then why are we discussing it here? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I just got checked. Uh, you're right. But Karath, um, he was a total fanboy. It was kind of funny, but also this kind of goes into my little kind of um, just my like criticism of the episode is everything that this version of Star-Lord kind of did and does is almost like he's Jesus. Is just he's or not Jesus? That's an awful thing to say. Um, he is a lord. He calls him a lord. That's true. But it's just like he can do no wrong. Everyone loves him. He's so cool. He's incredible. I mean, he's just a guy, and he even says it too. I think at one point in the episode. But to me, it's just more like with that happening, and then all of a sudden, you know, literally just had to talk to Thanos and figured it out and all that. It's just. I felt like it was a little too like high praise for this version of Star Lord and everything, which didn't really like resonate with me, but at the same time, like, I don't know. The episode was still enjoyable. It was good. And I think Chadwick Boseman did a really good job with the voice acting and everything. Yeah. I think the voice acting was good. Chadwick Boseman was a uh was a man of many talents, as we now know. Yeah, I actually liked it a lot better with the voice acting overall in this one. Um, yeah, the, the fangirling was lame. And then he like picked him up and took him to be a Ravager, which was also lame. He's like, are you hiring? I can change right now. And then, um, but like I said, it's like a cartoon. It's supposed to be a little bit silly, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had seen that... J- Jimon, Jimon, mm-hmm. he was a he played Black Panther in a short-lived series in like 2008 or something like that, in like a cartoon. He voiced T'Challa, so it was like coming full circle. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, you know. Um. Yeah, so maybe that's why he was such a fan of T'Challa after all. Oh, well, that actually, uh, yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, he was in the Black Panther TV miniseries in 2010. Ah, uh, 2010, I was wrong. You're still pretty close. I did not know that. That's pretty what, cool. What did you think of Jacked Benicio Del Toro? 
it was kind of funny, but he actually did the voice uh, too, but it didn't sound like him. So I was kind of thrown off. Magnificent. But, you know, I like, did you catch his collection of like all the different uh, weapons like Cap Shield, Mjolnir on there, and his little like board of weapons he kept on calling through with his uh, gauntlet? Well, he had Hela's helmet. Mm-hmm. He had Loki's daggers. Mm-hmm. He had Thor's Mjolnir, which basically just destroys Asgard. And then he had Cap Shield. And speaking of Asgard, did you see his gauntlet? See his it, arm? It was Korg's arm. Yeah, that was like, it took me a second. Then I was like, oh, no. He murdered Korg and then took his arm. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, I just took it from this, like, loser. And I, he says, like, the species and everything, too, or the, the race of Korg and everything. But it was so funny. Um, what was also pretty funny, too, is, uh, like I said, like, if you look at his shoulder, it almost kind of looked like uh, Bucky's shoulder. The whole um, Winter Soldier type of uh, layout with like the way the metal is kind of conformed and everything on the sh- right shoulder. I don't know if that was on purpose or what, but it was kind of funny. I'm trying to see if I could actually find a like a quick pause look at that entire weapon. So he's like the big bad of the MCU in this timeline. But he doesn't have any specific powers. So, like, what? Wh- why are the Dark Order following him? I think it's because... Ebony Maw and Chorus Glaive and Proxima yeah, Midnight. And the, the Black Order. The big guy with the hammer. My take is just because he can offer a lot to them because he has such an expansive collection that, you know, I don't even think it's nearly the same size like this in um, the actual live-action version of the Collector, so it kind of makes sense that he probably needs a lot of security and everything, but, I mean, maybe just, I don't know, power follows, power follows like, more power or something. Maybe he has really <laughs> good benefits. I don't, I don't know. Power is power, man. It's cartoon, Louis. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, what did you think about the whole triple cross plan with this in Nebula? Bad plan. I didn't like it. That was like, oh, it was my plan to have a plan. To make you think I my, crossed you. My I really plan crossed that. was to cross you, to cross him, to actually cross you. Like, come on. Also, was part of the plan for T'Challa to find said spaceship? You know, he got into the spaceship and then he, like, threatened Yondu and, like, was that part of the plan? Like, everything. Yeah. Freaking plan. Speaking of, there was a grand, one of the Grandmaster's spaceships was in there. Oh, was it? I totally yeah. missed that. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. So I managed to pause this uh, scene to see the back of like the arsenal of the collector. And you can see on the left, clearly Cap Shield. The next to it is uh, Mjolnir. Then I think it's one of Loki's daggers. Then it's all a bunch of just random swords and weird weapons that I have never seen before. Yeah, like there's no, literally no reference to anything. One literally just looks like almost like a, a saw. One gotta, almost looks like a sword from Final Fantasy. Gotta fill it up. I mean, what other big weapons would you put on there? A whole ass Iron Man suit? Not really. He does have Drax's blades. The only other thing I could think would be that <laughs> that stick with the three wooden pegs at the end of it. Yeah. Which would only be good for killing vampires. And as long as they're all huddled <laughs> up in a circle. <laughs> it does look like he has almost like an old school Ant-Man helmet from the comics where you know it's literally like the yeah. antenna it looks like he has that underneath to the bottom right of Cap Shield it's really hard to see it's very quick or it's supposed to be an old version of Loki's helmet but the like the antenna horns whatever they look straight and vertical they don't look curved 
So yeah, I think they might have actually been Ant Man. I don't know. Oh, the collector. So another funny moment too that we saw here in the end, um, when they actually showed what (laughs) Peter's been up to. What did you think when you saw that Dairy Queen pop up? That's the Dairy Queen that got eaten by the big blue blob in Guardians 2. Remember Guardians 2 when that big blue blob was taken over Earth because of Ego's plan? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen the movie in a while. I yeah. forgot about that part. It like, it's like a war on two fronts almost. It like devours a, a Dairy Queen. And now that's right. the Dairy Queen that uh, Peter Quill Damn. is working at. Damn. Good catch, man. I did not I did not know that. I thought that's what you 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 set me up and I failed. What, what, no, I what just did you it, think of? Did you think I just of? thought it was funny because I was thinking of uh, you know Ice um, cream. <laughs> ice cream does sound pretty good right now. I'm not Always. But I was thinking of um Oh, it's not DQ. I'm a dummy. I was thinking of Baskin Robbins from Ant Man. Ah. Uh, that's why I thought it was just kind of funny, the whole like ice cream shop thing and all that. Think of but, uh Krispy Kreme from from Power Rangers. <laughs> dude, that movie literally must have been half funded by Krispy Kreme. But how much? Like literally a plot point in the movie is, oh yeah, it's buried underneath the one building standing, which is a freaking Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme's good, man. Stan's um, donuts better. I've never had Stan's donuts, but I've never even heard of it. But sponsor us. Uh hashtag sponsor Earth894. Stan Stonuts. Um as I was saying, he's in there, he's got his Walkman on, and he's listening to some song. I think it's Flock of Seagulls. It's uh it is Flock of Seagulls. And it's the same song that is playing at homecoming when Peter walks in after finding out. Liz's dad is Vulture. Space Age love song. So I don't know if they did that on purpose, but I did see that in my Watch Mojo video. That I was going to say, did you literally just pull that from like your own catch? Because if so, then... God, no. Dude, why are we not... Why don't we have a YouTube channel? God, no. I would steal everything if we had a YouTube channel. <laughs> I thought that's just called being a content creator. I guess, man. Self-burn. Anyways. And, and yeah, so I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah, that song. So it was like Peter sees his evil dad in that song. Peter Quill, rather, was sees his evil dad in that song plays. And then Peter Parker sees her evil dad as that song's playing. Mm. So it's kind of a uh, an evil dad song. Ash I love versus that movie. Ash versus the Evil, evil Dad. Dad by Sam Raimi. Coming to uh, Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness? Question Multiverse mark? of Evil Dadness, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know Bruce Campbell's going to be in the movie. I, I just no wonder how. Bruce Campbell is. Dude, are you, are you kidding? Uh, yes, I am, Devin. I know exactly who Bruce Campbell is. You know, if you guys, if we actually made this as a video format too of a podcast available for you, you'd be just as confused as I am when you see Louis' response and how he gives me very mixed signals with his facial reactions. As he says, of course he does something when I'm really getting the impression that he doesn't. I do know the difference between secret wars and secret invasion, Devin. Yeah, yeah. If you do, then what's the secret? Huh? What is the secret? What's the secret? Bruce Lorne Campbell is an American actor, voice oh, actor, producer, up. writer, and director. <laughs> shut up. Uh, he has starred in many low-budget cult films, such as Crime Wave, Maniac Cop, Sundown, The Vampire in Retreat, and Bubba Hotep. Oh, he was also Ash from Ash the versus the Evil Dad. <laughs> See, I know who he is. I Sponsor. know who everyone is. Sponsor Earth 894. Hashtag Wikipedia. Hashtag <laughs> Sponsor Earth 894. Hashtag Bruce Campbell. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. What was I gonna say? Dude, what if Bruce Campbell was Iron Man? I mean, he's got the wit and the humor. I can he, see it. He does, man. Everything that I've seen him in is people would really hate him. Perfect. He'd be an, he'd he'd be much more of a dick. Oh man, what was your favorite part of this episode? I gotta say, it's probably the Thanos reveal because I didn't see that coming, and I was actually I like that they went there for it. Although I'm not totally like sold and won over with the whole literally just talk to him and that figured it out and saved literally half the universe. Um, but I do like the idea of having Thanos almost as if he's a good guy, you know, quote unquote, because it was cool seeing that perspective of how he can almost be a more of a team player and not just trying to be some genocidal maniac who's also thinks that he's doing everything for the right reasons. It was, it was just, it was very unique and I liked it a lot. So, um, I'm a fan of, uh, Josh Brolin's like voice actor performance in this. And also it was cool seeing Thanos fight his own, uh, uh, like Ebony Maw and everything, the black order as you refer to them. So kind of seeing how he goes one-on-one and all like that. I also like that he's bulletproof. He's bulletproof in infinity. No, in Avengers end game. He straight up beats the living shit out of Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America at the same time. Mm-hmm. And now this freaking puss is fighting two random Black Order jobbers. He's getting his ass whooped. Consistency. Yeah, Consistency is key. He was fighting Proxima Midnight, and then I always forget the big guy's name. Hammerman, I don't know. Yeah, Hammerman. Hammer Hammer, Hammerman was beating the shit out of him, and then Blonde Nebula had to come save them. Yeah. Yeah. That's like when when we were watching The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I was upset because the Winter Soldier is such a badass in the movies. And then in the show, he's like getting his ass whooped by the Dormelage or whatever. Oh, Corvus Glaive. That's what it is. Isn't Corvus Glaive the uh, the skinny skinny guy? Is it? I thought Corvus Glaive was the the guy that the guy that gets uh, wrecked in. Oh, the one is uh, you know War. you know staying up uh, with uh, Miss Proxima till midnight. I think you're correct. Ebony Maw of our days and our nights. <laughs> what was your favorite part of the episode? Um, I don't know. Thinking about it, I was really excited for Howard the Duck, right? Like Voiced he, by Seth Green. Oh, I didn't know that. But mm-hmm. he came on and I was like, Sick. They're going to do cool things with Howard the Duck. And then he sits down for a drink, and then you just never see him again. And I he was just like, totally ducks you, off. Are you serious? Yeah. So that actually made me upset. He can come back. If they brought Cosmo uh, along with them, I think Howard the Duck I'm sure come he'll back. come back, but like, I thought he was finally going to get his chance in the sun. Not in this timeline. No. Yeah, I'm kind of curious because, you know, they've already done enough uh, little jokes and cameos with uh, Howard the Duck that when are, this, when are they actually going to decide to pull the pull the cord and take the risk by actually, like, incorporating him more as a, I don't know, give him more of a story, involve him more in some fashion? I don't know. It'd be kind of funny. But if I had to pick a favorite moment, it was probably... Probably Yondu and T'Challa just beating the shit out of the Collector. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Together. I like that. Mm -hmm. The sticky hands? 
<laughs> I thought they were going to do Get Help. I was so excited. I know. I was like, wait, is this their version? Like, what are they about to do? Get help. Get help. Somebody help him. Help. <laughs> oh. Um. Now that we've discussed the episode at length, I mm-hmm. will give you my gripe. My biggest gripe is the lack of a tribute to Chadwick Boseman. They had the little screen at the end for our fallen friend. I I don't remember exactly what it said. Something along those lines. And as soon as I saw the black screen, I immediately got tears welling up in my eyes. I was like, here it comes. And then that's all it did. And then then it was over. I was like, are you serious? Are you serious? So I think they could have done a better Chadwick Boseman tribute for his final MCU uh, mm-hmm. role. I I don't know if he's coming back later in the series or well, what have you, but that's what I was going to bring up is that he is making more appearances throughout what if so there still is more for him uh with his voice on uh although it's animated still included so maybe that's why but you can't but it put, doesn't make sense you can't put like a tribute at the end of every one of them you know like do it big for the first one otherwise every time you see him it's like recipes yeah. recipe, and then it just feels like they're doing it out of necessity well this one makes sense because he's starring in it essentially for this episode. Yes, yeah, it's dedicated to our friend, our inspiration and our hero Chadwick Boseman. Um not, not going to lie, I didn't shed a tear, but it was my eyes were full of them and then they I thought it was touching. Went away. I would say, yeah, you probably won't see anything else for the rest of this season, but when Wakanda Forever comes out, that's when you're probably going to see the big and final. That's in that's in 2049. That's so far away. <laughs> This in 2049, man. We got a lot more to worry about. Like Henry's going to be in college, and we're still waiting for the No Way Home trailer. Yes, it's coming out before the movie, though. So we're good. yeah. Thank you, thank you, Kevin. Fe- thank you, ComicBook.com. <laughs> Don't sponsor Aether. It's gonna. Oh, oh, oh. um, I I brought something up to you yesterday. I want to talk about this a little bit before we get into the Instagram stuff. Hell yeah. I didn't I don't know where to fit this into our Instagram stories. <laughs> Plus, I love our our Instagram uh followers, but sometimes they don't uh they don't like to respond to my questions. And then this I feel like is a good question and people won't take it seriously and it'll make me sad. I asked you yesterday if you thought T'Challa had he tried, if you thought mm-hmm. he'd be worthy of lifting Mjolnir. And you came up with no. But I I hold T'Challa and Steve Rogers to like the same standard. Mm-hmm. Like obviously I like Steve Rogers a, a million times more, but I feel like they're very similar in their uh like they want to do the right thing and they want like the whole Black Panther movie is about like Wakanda isn't doing anything to help the black community. And then once he finally like figures out what's going on, he like goes out and tries to help and he's doing all this stuff to actually help and, and do the stuff that Killmonger was talking about. So I feel like if T'Challa tried to lift Mjolnir, he definitely would have been able to. Do I think he could have like called Mjolnir like Steve Rogers did? Probably not. That was friggin' awesome. Mm-hmm. But if he like went to lift it, I think he could. I think he could lift it up. Maybe not like, you know, I don't think the hammer could pull him off. But I think, uh, I think he could do it. Devin, Louis, you bring up a good interest, like good argument, and a very interesting topic that I've never thought about before. So when I said no, 
my mind immediately went towards his story from Civil War to kind of uh, middle-ish to end-ish of uh, Black Panther in the film, where in Civil War, we know he's still taking... He, he basically just takes on the mantle of Black Panther pretty quick and then is thrust into the, all the crazy uh, antics and everything going on between uh, the Avengers. So it's kind of unfair to him because there's a lot going on while he's still processing the death of his father. But I mean, if in that moment throughout any time in that movie, even after he makes that decision to not really truly carry out like a death revenge on Zemo, because, you know, he wants him to face a different sort of like justice and be held responsible and everything. Um, I don't think he would have been uh, worthy to lift Mjolnir because he was very fueled by kind of vengeance and he was very emotionally driven. He wasn't really thinking clear on everything. So that's where I I kind of related it back to how like Thor was not worthy for a period of time in his uh, standalone film that kicked off his character arc and everything. Very similar. We're very emotional driven and uh, there's some pride and everything. Kind of be blinded by your own rash decisions and ultimately like, still having like a, like a naive mindset and everything. So that's where I came from. But moving forward... I think down the road he could be, except it's hard to make that decision from my, from my, like just my own personal opinion. I think it's kind of hard because unfortunately, since uh, uh, Chadwick passed away, we're never going to actually see the full arc of where his character was heading and what they were going to do with him down the road because he was definitely going to be around in the MCU for a while. Black Panther was huge and it made a huge impact on like society as a whole fan base, everything. And it's, it's awesome. Um, but like I said, unfortunately, you know, unforeseen circumstances, no one saw coming and everything. It's just, this is now the new hammer dealt. So it's kind of hard for me to kind of say that. I think down the road, he eventually would have been able to except just, we, we don't know. And we still don't know what they're going to do in uh, Wakanda forever. So it's kind of hard to assess for me, but there's not much really to go off of because the next time you see T'Challa and as Black Panther and everything on film, it's an Infinity War and Endgame. And, you know, he's not even in most of the Endgame because of the portals and everything, and they're even snapped out of existence. And then even in Infinity War, there's really not much of uh, his character in it, aside from just like the war and uh, just kind of like rallying up the troops and everything. So I don't really have enough concrete evidence to really support that he'd be worthy. So I'm indifferent on it, but I mean, I'm just kind of going based off of what my perspective on him right now. It's kind of like what happened with Star Wars when um, Carrie Fisher unfortunately passed away at, uh, was it 2016? Around that time? Because that kind of, since she died, I mean, they had to write around the story and they made some kind of like unwise decisions in my personal opinion with the final film and everything that kind of hindered the story, but it's, it's not easy in no matter what, a, like a studio or director or writer would decides to do when there's a big character who, uh, unfortunately has like their actual actor pass away. It's hard to just continue on. Like nothing ever happened or, um, no matter what decision you make and no matter how good or how bad, whatever it might be, no one's going to hundred percent accept it. You're always going to get like, flashback and um people disagreeing with your decisions and so forth so i know what i'm really interested in seeing what they're going to do for kind of forever i don't know what they're doing but it doesn't sound like they're going to recast chadwick at all or anything like that so um i mean maybe this is why that you see news now saying that re williams is going to be uh debuting his iron heart in wakanda forever so maybe that's why they're adding another new character to help do stuff and maybe sure he's going to become Black Panther. I, I don't know. I really don't know. Well, if uh, let us know what you think. Maybe that could be our, our return to Civil War Wednesdays. Well, if, you, if you've made it this far into the podcast, we appreciate you. Let us know if if you think T'Challa would have been able to lift Mjolnir, what do you think? And let us know what you think of what if so far. Um, speaking of T'Challa, we had a T'Challa themed 
uh, trivia question this week. So after posting just the hardest question possible last week, Devin decided to take it easy on everybody a little bit this week. What was so hard? The freaking Peggy Carter question. Nobody knows the answer to that question. Come on. Some people got it right. Yeah, but uh, come on. I definitely wasn't going to get that right. But the question this week was, what is the source of Black Panther's strength? And your options were a vibranium-infused super soldier serum, the heart-shaped herb, the royal bloodline, or the enhanced Black Panther suit. And we actually got eight correct answers this week. I stumped two people with uh, some of my answers because I came up with that. So I was actually uh, pretty astounded at my ability. Somebody answered the royal bloodline. Did you not watch Black Panther? You know who you are. I was literally about to say, you know who you are. Uh, So here goes the shout out. Shout out chief underscore 49th. Vote me for God. Illist Will 23. Mr. Cannon Murdoch himself. His name is Kanan. Thank you. Jeff Duckman. Uh, some Louis guy. Emily.sweet.art. And Ocampo Custom. Undefeated in my eyes. <laughs> um, so yeah, good job on the uh trivia this week, everybody. Um the Would You Rathers. Oh, we did have a battle. Yeah, which is perfect because we talked about both of these characters a lot, actually, in today's episode. So it was, last week's uh, battle was the Battle of the Howards. Yes, which I loved your idea. It was Howard Stark versus Howard the Duck. And I... I... <laughs> this should not have been as close by literally determining the battle outcome by one vote. If yeah. I'm being honest, Howard and it was Howard Stark, Stark wins by one vote. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I, you and I both said it was Howard the Duck. What do you think someone's argument would be? Howard Stark being able to defeat Mister Duck. Howard Stark invented the, um. The Hydra Stomper, and if he did that, he could just use it and literally kill that duck. But what if Howard the Duck is like secretly some sort of like super? He's god not. He's eternal. just a, he's just a drunk duck. You know what? I think they would not fight. They would both realize they can just uh, sit down, share their uh, similarities, and talk about their differences. Have over a, some martinis. Have a drink. And just have a drink. And bask in both uh Baskin Baskin glory of both being <laughs> Howard. Oh goodness. I thought I had some good would you rather's this week, but Yeah. I don't know. They weren't nah, as, you should read them. They no, I'm gonna, but they weren't as close as I thought they were going to be. Mm. Devin, would you rather be abducted by the Ravagers or be captured by the TVA? Ravagers, man. Seventy-five percent of people agree with you. Yeah, that it's Ravagers. I also said Ravagers, but like, if you're captured by the Ravagers, they're going to treat you like dog shit for a while. And if you're captured by the TVA, you're probably just going to get a job working at the TVA once they wipe your memory. Or they're just going to kill you. I mean, they don't kill you; they prune you into the into the void beyond time. But Watch Loki and uh, yeah. All right, Devin, would you rather earn the title of Black Panther or be worthy of lifting Mjolnir? I voted being worthy of lifting Mjolnir. You and 73% of our followers would rather be worthy of lifting Mjolnir. And I can't argue with you. Mjolnir is freaking dope. It's a hammer mm-hmm. that pulls you off. And it could fly by swinging it really fast. And this was my favorite question that I came up with, and it was actually the closest one, so I was surprised. Devin, would you rather play catch with Star-Lord and Ego, like in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, 
or play paper football with Tony Stark in Nebula, like in Avengers Endgame. I actually thought long and hard about this one, Louis. And my vote was to play paper football with Tony Stark in Nebula. You and 58% of people would agree. My thing is, is I think they'd be kind of funny. And they uh, wouldn't be as creepy. No, you don't got to just grease me out. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good week. Good week, indeed. Did we have any other ones we had to highlight since uh, last recording? Um, we, reco- it, right? we recorded on Thursday. The MCU question, we did. So then Friday was the battle we discussed. Monday is just a fun fact that we didn't even do. Tuesday is the trivia. Wednesday was the would you rathers. Today's MCU question was, what would you do with the Avengers time machine? And people would either A, not answer the question, or B, go back in time and Bitcoin Bitcoin and GameStop stock, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but like, okay. Because, like, the Avengers never went back in time and talked to themselves, you know? So, like, you're going to go back in time and Bitcoin and then come back to the future? Like, I don't understand what you mean by Bitcoin. You're going to go back in time and talk to yourself into getting some Bitcoin, I guess, but... Well, also, if you're going back in time, you already know your passwords and everything. All you have to do is just go to a computer, do all the stuff for yourself, like, even a library... Just buy a bunch of stuff because you already know the accounts and stuff. Maybe just leave a note to yourself somewhere, hidden, email it. I don't know. Send a text from a burner phone, just like Kevin Feige did to uh, Owen Wilson. <laughs> and just say, hey, Devin from the future, I just made the best decision of your life. Don't tell anyone. You're welcome. And then stocks, profit. So, yeah, that was that was about it. What would you do if you can go back in time using the uh, pen particles? I thought of this. If I could go back in time. You'd get a Red Guardian pop. Ooh, I would. I want one so bad. <laughs> but um, I would, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'd want to better my life. But also, it falls into the, I wouldn't, like, go back and mess with myself because... My new future can't be my past's present. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Future. Basically, I would try and get it to where I liked the UFC and MMA earlier than I did. So that way I could have like started practicing stuff before I became a big fat slob. Hmm. And uh, yeah, that's about it. How about you? Stocks? Oh, I just... No, nah, I would just go back to like 1977 to be able to actually see Star Wars for the when it first came out in theaters. <laughs> That's a good answer. I like that answer. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of cool. You and all the nerds. And then I would kill George Lucas in his sleep so I could take all of his ideas before he even created Star Wars so that I could be the creator of Star Wars and be revered as a mastermind and genius behind all of cinema. And the only people that, that haven't it, seen it effects. are the people that are in it, Ted. Because they lived them. They lived the Star Wars. No, I'm kidding. I would never hurt George Lucas. Uh, uh, Thank you for joining us today here on Earth 894 for the What If Episode 2 review. If you liked it, please give us a good review on whatever streaming platform you are using. Subscribe to Earth 894 on... It's not subscribe. It's uh, follow. Follow Earth894 on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Uh, big shout out to all of our, our fans and everything. If you're looking for stickers, please let us know. We will get you stickers. If you want any other merchandise, please let us know. We're, we don't want to just start making merchandise unless we know that there's a, a market for said merchandise. Um... Devin, anything to add before I ask my final question? We got merchandise coming, baby. 
Um, so closing thoughts. I've been meaning to ask you this all episode. Do you think Throg would be upset if he was at a restaurant and there was a fly in his soup? <laughs> <laughs>